Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 11 of Revelation chapter 14, and we're going to be reading verse 7. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Well, we've been looking at verses 6 and 7, the last few studies, and we saw that when God explained in verse 6 of the angel or messenger flying in the midst of heaven, uh, exclaiming the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and so forth, that is, it is a signal that we've moved into the period of the Great Tribulation. The earlier verses in this chapter, the 144,000 were in view, which were saved out of the church age, they were the first fruits unto God. And in um, verses 6 and 7, the Lord is making the shift to the little season of the Great Tribulation. And that messenger, who would be the Lord Jesus, was saying with a loud voice, and, and we discussed last time how the worldwide proclamation of Judgment Day, May 21, 2011, fit into this idea of of these things being said with a loud voice, very publicly, very openly, and and billions of people heard the message that Judgment Day would be on that appointed day. Well, it goes on to say in Revelation 14.7, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him. And in this study, we're going to look at several scriptures that speak of fearing God. And the idea of fearing God isn't really taught or very well known um, within the churches. And, and, and yet the Bible has a great deal to say about it. For instance, first of all, God commands that he be feared or to fear him. In Leviticus 25, in verse 17, it says, Ye shall not therefore oppress one another, but thou shalt fear thy God, for I am Jehovah your God. Now, what does fearing God have to do with not oppressing one another? And the answer is that God commands not to oppress one another, And when anyone is obedient to the command of God, it's a result or it's an indicator that they fear God because God has said this in his word. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, it says in verse 10, Especially the day that thou stoodest before Jehovah thy God in Horeb, when Jehovah said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and 
that they may teach their children. So fearing God is um, a good thing for a child of God to do. God, in many, many places, uh, commands, encourages, uh, and says that he is to be feared. In Deuteronomy 5, it says in verse 29, Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Again, we see the link, the tie-in between fearing God and keeping His commandments. Now, we're accustomed to thinking, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. And, and we correctly understand that God identifies love as an action, and the action is obedience to the word of God, to the commandments of the Bible. Well, that's true, but it doesn't uh, leave out fear also uh, as being a part of keeping those commandments of God. Uh, it's a right, correct, good fear that a child of God has towards God. We we fear him, therefore we desire to do his will, to keep his commandments. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says in verse 24, And Jehovah commanded us to do all these statutes to fear Jehovah our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. Again, Jehovah commanded us to do all these statutes to fear Jehovah our God. And and God has written the Bible, and the Bible is a law book full of statutes, full of commandments. God gives the, the, um, the word to his people, and he gives them a heart desirous to do the will of God, the new heart and new spirit he has placed within them, in which there is an ongoing desire to do his commandments, to keep them. And and that is a sign or an indicator that they do fear him, that, that there is this proper fear of God. In uh, Proverbs chapter 3, it says... In verse 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear Jehovah, and depart from evil. And and that would be the sort of the other side of keeping God's commandments. Once God has saved us, he, he gives us that desire again to do his will, and he grants us repentance, turning away from sin. We, we no longer wish to offend the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, Jehovah. We no longer want to transgress his law. And all of this is related to love of God and fear of God, as the Bible speaks of fear in, in this sense. Now, God has just a great many positive things, good things to say about fearing him, uh, since we're in Proverbs, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 10 
And it says in verse 27, The fear of Jehovah prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And, of course, the prolonged days that God has in view uh, is eternity, eternal life. The fear of Jehovah can only be performed or accomplished by someone that God has saved. The the natural-minded man, the the unsafe person, has no fear of God. They, They do not fear him to the point of departing from evil, of repenting. Uh, they do not fear him with that desire to do his will, to keep his commandments. And so their days or years will be shortened. They'll live their, the time of their life. Their life will come to an end because the wages of sin is death. And they will die and they will cease to exist. And finally, at the very end, whatever is left of their physical body will be destroyed as this whole creation is annihilated, including the uh, the remains of all unsaved people, and that's it. That's it. That that is their death. It's an eternal death. They'll never come back to life again. They'll never live again. And we we can see it's far better, far better to fear God. In Proverbs, also in Proverbs chapter fourteen. It says in verse 27, The fear of Jehovah is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The fear of Jehovah tied to a fountain of life. And, well, that would relate to things that we read, uh, for instance, in Revelation 7, verse 17, For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, a fountain of life. Or, Revelation 21, in verse 6, says, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. We can see, therefore, that the fountain of life has to do with God's incredible, glorious grace as he bestows and, and, and grants, um, sinners salvation as he predestinated certain ones to receive the grace of God and, and the salvation of their souls and then the salvation of their body. And then they're granted to en- entrance into the eternal kingdom of heaven where they'll live forever. And all these things are by the fear of Jehovah. The fear of Jehovah is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. That is to depart from evil, from sin. Sin is the snares of death. That's, that's where death begins. Sin traps the sinner because it looks so good and lovely and exciting and, oh, this I must have. And so the sinner goes after the sin. Whatever particular um, appetite he has, as, as we all have various preferences, sin weaknesses, and the sinner goes after the sin 
and it's just like a fish caught on a hook and and sin then reigns or or pulls him in day by day day by day as he continues to go after the sin and and it's getting ever closer as time goes on and then uh, will come death death is what is at the end of sin and of course for all of the people of the world that did not become saved. Sin brought them to the point of judgment day. They couldn't let it go. They couldn't give it up. They couldn't imagine bowing the knee, humbling themselves before God, and and crying out, beseeching God for mercy while he might be found during the day of salvation. And so sin in the pride of life and and in their arrogance which is all sin in their confidence in this world confidence in their own intelligence and and in their disdain for the word of god they allowed sin to rule over them to have dominion over their life until sin brought them to the point of the shut door of heaven and god pronounced the condemnation and he shut the door and put out the light of the gospel and he for all intents and purposes guaranteed the death of every unsaved individual at that point and therefore guaranteed that sin will finally bring them to death and and in that way may 21 2011 brought death upon every person who was not one of God's elect. That they might be living physically and, and and have been living and they may live throughout the entire period of Judgment Day, but they're dead because it is guaranteed now that they will not experience the salvation of God. There is no more salvation to be received and, and for a sinner to escape the darkness of the dungeon of uh, ensnarement to sin and 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 so as a result they will certainly be led to ultimate death physical death spiritual death death that will destroy them cut them off annihilate them and they will cease to exist forevermore. What a horrible end for the sinner. And that's what God points out in in a, another proverb we're going to go to. In Proverbs chapter 23, he says in verse 17, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of Jehovah all the day long, for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. You see how God is speaking of the fear of the Lord in a positive light. He says, first of all, to the child of God. The child of God living at this time. Of course, this was written and could have had application to others in past times. But God has written it to us at this time also. And and we need scripture 
like this. We need all scripture, but especially a verse that reveals to us that we should not envy the wicked. Envy not sinners. Do not envy their riches, their houses, their lands, their possessions, their families, their seeming contentment, as they're not in trouble as the child of God is. The the chastisement of the Father is not upon them. Do not envy man these things, that he can sin with ease, that he can live a life and do horrible um, sinful things in thought, word, and deed without too much of a conscience about it? Is that something to be envied? No, God says. Let not thine heart envy sinners. And here's the reason. Well, well, then he says, But be thou in the fear of Jehovah all the day long. Fear God. Fear God. That, and it doesn't mean to tremble, uh, to shake before Him literally. No. But fear God through doing His will, observing His word, keeping His commandments. And fear God when Sunday comes. And we know what the Bible says. We know the, that God's word says, remove thy foot from evil. And, and from seeking to do your own pleasure on my holy day. And that's what God says. Do you fear God? Then obey. And, and do what he says. And, and treat Sunday the Sabbath as it deserves to be treated for your own welfare and benefit and for the benefit of your, your household. Do what the Bible says. Fear God on that day, all the day long. Not just in the morning, till the football starts in the afternoon, but all the day until the midnight. 24 hours is the Sunday Sabbath. And may each one of us fear Him by using that day spiritually in a right way and involving ourselves with spiritual activity, reading the Bible, praying, handing out um, true and faithful gospel tracts, and, and so forth, doing spiritual activity on that day. And God indicates, well, you know, for those who do fear Him, and that's just one example, of course, God gives many commandments, and and whenever we obey it's it's to our benefit it's for our own welfare we will be blessed as a result it's not a grievous thing to obey god it's the best thing it's the thing that we should do it's our duty and responsibility to do as a creature created in the image of god especially as a redeemed creature restored to that image and saved by the Savior and we ought to fear God and it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 it says in verse 12 though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God which fear before him 
but it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Now, if we read that too quickly, it may appear to be a contradiction. First, God speaks about the sinner's days being prolonged, and then he says, neither shall he prolong his days. Well, it could be that a man lives in this world for 70, 80 years or longer, and so in that sense he's prolonged his days, yet, At the end of that lifetime, however long it may be, maybe fairly long by the standards of his fellow man, at the end, that's it. He's cut off. He he lives no more. He's dead. He'll cease to exist. And so his days are not prolonged because he does not have eternal life. And it all revolves around fearing God. The sinner does evil a hundred times, and so he enjoys the pleasure of his sin. He he can do whatever his heart desires. He, he can enjoy himself in manifold ways in this world, but he does not fear God. On the other hand, the child of God is restrained by the Spirit of God from doing that evil, because he does fear God. And so he does not enjoy the things of this world, the pleasures of sin, which are for a season. And God is comparing the two, setting them side by side. And of course, the greatest thing is to fear God, which will draw you back from sinful activity during your lifetime while you live in this world. Yet, It's far better. It's far better to fear him and to have your days prolonged, that is, to live forevermore, to have eternal life granted by the Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people who are saved and given eternal life fear God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.